Today's guest is Karen Quinnell. She is a spiritual guide, energy healer, star seed, and way shower. Through her spiritual work, Karen encourages the exploration and evolution of human consciousness, bridging the multidimensional worlds by channeling higher dimensional beings of love light. Karen, thank you so much for giving me a little bit of your time this evening. I really appreciate it. And thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me on. I appreciate it. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. What is a star seed and what triggers someone to realize that they are a star seed? Well, a star seed in its most basic form is someone who has incarnated upon earth, assuming you embrace the concept of reincarnation, this is their very first time here. Very first time. And it's a very weird place for those who have been here before. They don't realize it. And starseeds can tell that they're different. They're very different. And what usually prompts someone to recognize that they're starseed is that not only have they spent their life feeling like an outsider, they've had extreme depression, things just are weird to them, they don't fit in the same way as everyone else. But because of this of this depression, almost all starseeds will get to the point of wanting to attempt suicide. It is extremely common. And with that, they usually experience what is known as a near-death experience. And that is when they start recognizing everything that's going on. It's like a switch goes off inside of them and they're able to start seeing things and hearing things and feeling things and understanding everything in a completely different way than they did before. And then they start seeking out what has happened to me, what is going on? And then they start finding others who have had the exact same experience as them. Technically, everybody was a star seed at some point that is on this planet. Very true. Do you think more star seeds are coming now or it's always kind of a rotation of souls going to different places throughout history? It's a... um, There have always been some star seeds that come in throughout human history, but there is a large, 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 large number that have been coming in for the last several decades that are here for the very first time and are having no plans of coming back yet again. Hmm. So star seeds, for the most part, for most of the definitions out there, yes, all humans originated from the stars. But there are, if you are into the reincarnation concept, then most of those original ones have remained here and evolved lifetime after lifetime after lifetime evolving their consciousness, evolving their bodies, just evolving. And then the new definition of starseed are the ones that are here for a particular reason within the last several decades. And their first time here, once they're done, off they go back to where they came from Mm. in the multiverse. I've heard before from at least one guest, maybe, maybe more, That earth is a tough place. And if you're here, you are a spiritual warrior. Do you think that is true? And that's why they choose to leave? Uh, Yes, earth is the most difficult, advanced, incredible place to come to. It is like no other place in the universe. It is... The way we have free will here 
creates a difficulty level unknown anywhere else. Free will really messes things up kind of in our evolution because it just creates such an unknown factor that you can just keep exploring and learning and exploring and learning. So part of that free will is that you can choose to evolve in a positive way or you could choose to not evolve even and just keep repeating the same things over and over because the difficulty level is so extreme. And the star seeds that have been coming in for the last several decades aren't here to learn lessons. They actually came here to help out all of the humans that are here that kind of got stuck in this reincarnation cycle that kind of got stuck in this karma, Mm -hmm. this loop, and they couldn't get themselves out. So the star seeds that are coming in now are coming from places where they did not have the same kind of difficulty are here to assist. And then once they're done, get out because it's too difficult here. It's hard. It's not what they want to be around. Only those who want the advanced course on evolution, the advanced, most heroic beings that want to grow spiritually come to earth. So earth is held in such high regard for anyone who wants to come here and go through the school of evolution. Mm-hmm. Humans are incredible. They are incredible. From what you're saying, if you want to get maybe to your highest evolution, then you need to do some rounds on earth. Would you agree? Absolutely. If you want to um, evolve quickly, definitely you come to earth. You come to earth for that. If you want to go at it very slow and steady and possibly not experience as much as you could experience, then you stay away from earth. Hmm. But you come to earth because it is a boot camp. It is for the Olympic athletes of the universe that really want to grow and and understand and learn and supercharge their evolution. So you mentioned that, I don't know if it's all the time, but maybe most of the time you have to have some kind of a near-death experience to wake you up. What happened to you, if you don't mind sharing? Um, Oh, absolutely. Not a problem. As with most starseeds, I spent most of my life knowing that I was completely different and uh, it being a very difficult experience living your life knowing that you're so different. And I actually got to the point where I attempted suicide. Hmm. Absolutely. And uh, I reached for a box. I was going through some such intense uh, physical pain at the time that it I was uh, going paralyzed. My, my spine was compressing on me. And I was in such pain that they weren't able to fix that I yelled to the universe, if you don't fix this by tomorrow, I am going to kill myself. Well, tomorrow came still wasn't fixed. So I reached for my bottle of uh, painkillers and reached for it and opened it up and blacked out. And I don't remember anything. And next thing I know, I was in the hospital and uh, they were going to be doing emergency surgery on me. And then I started remembering things that I had forgotten previously in my life that I had blocked out. And then the dreams started, then things just started to change. 
almost back to the way it was when I was very, very young. Because also most star seeds, when they were very young, had really good connections to their invisible friends. And then they learn how to block it out because they're told to by society to block it out. And then they'll have that near-death experience that then triggers it back into awakening. And then you just can't stop it Mm. once it starts. Wow. If you are seeing those friends now, would you say that they are extraterrestrials, multidimensional beings, spirit guides, angels? How would you describe them? All of it. All of it. Depends on who you want to connect to. Depends upon what your uh, vibration is. Uh, I started off as a little girl, I would see angels and shadow people is what quite often they're called. So I saw those and so I had connections with those. But then once I recognized that I was a starseed, what I can see now, just with my eyes open at the level that I'm at now, I can choose to see balls of light. I can choose to see bluish colored ETs. Uh, I can see human figures, uh, what look just like us. A lot of, kind of just energy mists as well, kind of sparkly energy mists. So it can be a whole variety, whatever you feel comfortable showing itself to you. That is what will come through. You are in complete and total control. Nothing ever will come through that you are not giving permission to. Nothing can come at you. You are inviting everything. From what I've heard, there are many types of star seeds, and I'm guessing they're from different star systems. What type are you, and what are the ones that you know of? Well, um, a, a star seed, there, there are different types of star seeds here on Earth, and that would be dependent upon when they have incarnated here. So how old they are basically is uh, dependent upon what type of starseed they are. But they can be from any, anywhere in the multiverse originally. They could be from um, uh, the Pleiades. They could be um, from Arcturus. They could be from uh, the Lyrans, they could be um, from original source, God, whatever is the label that you feel comfortable using. They could come directly from that. They can come from any of those places. Uh, For myself, I, the most prominent, the most recent version of where I came from would be the Lyran system. But for the definition of the types of star seeds that are on Earth, like I said, that's dependent basically upon how old they are. Mm. You can kind of think of it as uh, like Apple iPhones, there are different generations. Each generation is an upgraded version of the previous of the previous iPhone. So the first generation of star seeds that came in over the last many X number of decades started in the 1940s-ish. They're kind of like the baby boomer age. That's the first generation 
of star seeds. Mm-hmm. Then there is the next generation uh, that's kind of like 1970s birthing to about 1990s, year 2000-ish, kind of in that range. So that's the second generation that have quite a few upgrades compared to the first generation that came in. Then you have the third generation, which is anyone born after the year 2000 or so, right, give or take. And that's the, the generation that has the most upgrades already built into them when they incarnate for the first time. So each generation has experienced different things, bring different things, have different uh, qualities that they contribute, and have had different experiences in uh, understanding how to work with other humans on Earth. There's so much. (laughs) Yeah. Would you say, though, that, okay, like someone who are, you know, born in the 40s through the 60s, you could say, okay, those people are Arcturians, and then second generation, those are Pleiadians, and then third generation, those are, you know, Lyrians. It doesn't work that way? It it doesn't work that way. Uh, The star seeds came in not from specific locations of the universe mm. they they there was a need for them to show up here there was um the because of the free will of earth being so amazing with the difficulty level providing so many chances to learn different things the energy of earth got so heavy and so full of this denseness that the whole concept of misery loves company really evolved here very strongly and so it became more and more difficult for everyone who kept just reincarnating to be able to find a way to get out of that loop because everyone kind of helped suck them back down into that misery loves company. So in order to get out of that star seeds were basically the, there are many, many, many councils out there that look after earth, that look after the humans that help everything flow And they saw that things upon Earth just were not evolving anymore. Things got stuck. And so there was this call that went out to any being that wanted to come to Earth to help raise the consciousness, to help people feel like they don't need to be stuck in that sense of misery loves company that it's okay to be different that it's okay to try to find ways to be happy so that's why this call went out to all of these other dimensions realities of the multiverse and those that wanted to participate going to earth came to earth since like 1940s and onward so it could be from anywhere it it not just it's not um galaxy specific it's not um cosmos specific it's really anyone who wanted to give it a shot showed up okay so what do you mean by they came with upgrades what are the upgrades that they have so the first generation, it because it was so rare for uh, star seeds to come to Earth, like they they do on occasion, but it's it was so rare, and they didn't really know how their 
their consciousness was going to be able to handle the heaviness, the, the, um, the difficulty level of earth because it has gone so difficult. They didn't really know what all was needed for that soul to incarnate upon earth. So that first generation, they came in thinking, not a problem. I, I come from this wonderful, glorious experience of love and light and everything's wonderful and easy. I can go to earth and, and make a difference. And this is going to be simple. So they incarnated here. And that first generation, they just almost none of them woke up. Very few did. Uh, there was such intense depression for that first generation extreme depression and a lot of them succeeded in their suicide attempts mm -hmm. they they a lot of them uh, weren't able to come out of that at all so first generation they had the toughest time so then with the next generation coming in they realized earth is way more difficult than they thought it was going to be so then the second generation incarnated with these upgrades of having kind of uh, more of these built-in triggers, built-in alarms in their life path DNA experience. So they deliberately planned to have certain people that they're going to meet throughout their life that would start to help trigger certain things to remember and then they would have uh usually for the second generation a, a default built-in awakening experience which would be this extreme depression and potential suicide attempt and they also would have a better communication system kind of this etheric implant that would assist in their memories, being able to remember dreams better, being able to feel things differently compared to the first generation, which couldn't feel their connection to the universe, couldn't feel connection to God couldn't feel connection to angels, couldn't feel connection to anything. They just were so isolated. So then the second generation, they created more of these things to help them cope. So second generation definitely had a better time at it than the first generation. The third generation, that's where things have completely changed. They were, uh, born, they were incarnated with having so much more of their DNA already activated to be able to connect to angels, to be able to connect to the light, to be able to connect to God, to be able to connect to everything. It, it They had this knowingness that everyone should be equal. They had this knowingness that they should not have to work for anything. They had this knowingness that everything is easy. And of course that then got distorted in, into the whole concept of millennials and, and the anger that now has gone on to that. But originally they were all incarnating with this gentle ease of life and they see things completely differently they also have such a high iq they are just connected to the universe in a way that none of the other star seeds have been hmm. so each generation has gone better and better and better i'm assuming that you are a third generation would you agree with that I am a second generation. Hmm. I am. I am a second generation. Uh, 
with having all of these, with each generation having uh, more upgrades, you can always choose at any point in time, depending upon where your evolution of consciousness is, to allow yourself to be retrofitted, basically. So the more you spend in evolving your understanding of physics, mathematics, the universe, everything that you possibly can, the more you open your mind, then the more you are allowing these upgrades to be uh, evolved into you as you grow and expand and become more enlightened. So anyone, first generation, doesn't matter. Everyone can be exactly where the most amazing indigo children is, or crystal children. A lot of people have heard those names. Mm-hmm. Anyone can get to that same level. It, it's just how much self-evolution does one want to put into it. So when you mentioned those, because I've heard that before, like indigo children, are those third generation star seeds? Those are, yes. Okay. They are the ones who uh, have everything already built in and turned on, amplified. They are best of the best, really. Mm -hmm. They don't really have anything that they have to truly evolve into they're they're born into an expanded consciousness already they just ignore the dense reality that's around them and they just they just go full at it they completely know what they want they know how to grow at a young age they know how to evolve their consciousness at a young age they know how to think outside the box and the rest of us who were born into the system of this is the way you have to behave, this is the way society says you have to do things, we have to untrain ourselves and learn, relearn everything, which is what takes a lot of time and effort and is not always a fun process. It creates what is called a dark night of the soul, which is quite often what causes such deep depression that there then becomes a suicide attempt. Mm. It always kind of flows back into the same cycle. We have to go through something that makes us so overwhelmed that it triggers something within us to wake up. So these indigo children and third generation star seeds, do they need to be waken up as well? And will they need to be having yes. some kind of experience to do that? Yes and no. If they um it, I can't say definitively because they are still born into this world where when you're born in you forget everything. But they have such a higher resilience to being able to ignore what their parents or teachers tell them. They are going to be determined to talk to their invisible friends, regardless as to what their parents or anyone else says. I know for me, I chose to listen to my parents. And so I set all of that stuff aside. But for the indigo children, they're just going to ignore what the grown-ups say around them. And they're just going to go keep doing what they feel is right within them. They have this strong calling, this strong urge within them that they're not going to ignore. And so they have a much easier time of evolving because they're not going to unevolve basically they're going to they're not going to have all of this junk taught to them that they're going to have to unlearn they'll be able to just 
keep going and staying true to themselves and their experiences almost definitely will not have to come to the depression stage because there's no real need for that. You usually only go through the depression stage when you start recognizing that everything you've been taught just is weird and wrong and you can't figure it out. So you need that to kind of flip your your consciousness. So those those kids aren't, if they stay true to themselves, they're not going to experience that because they'll never allow themselves to learn all of the stuff that does not help them. Do you personally know a lot of star seeds? Do you have friends where you live that are star seeds that you interact with daily? You don't know any star seeds personally? Wow. Not a, not a person to person. No. Um, I, I have my online, um, community, my, my soul family of, of friends there. And we all interact together and we all have the same stories. But for physical people in my life, not a single one. And that's another um, reason why starseeds get so depressed is that they are all alone. They're all alone. So it's uh, really intense. Do you think most star seeds fail at personal relationships? Uh, until they wake up, absolutely. Okay, once they wake they, up, yeah, once they wake up and then they start learning what's going on, and then they start expanding their their understanding of how to behave and what's going on. Well, then. They're going to start seeing things from a different point of view. They're going to start bringing to them other star seeds. It might not necessarily be in physical format right away. It might be going online to find other people who are like them, but they're going to start developing that kind of relationship. And as time goes on and more and more star seeds are waking up and recognizing what's going on, they're going to start seeking each other out. They're going to start developing these communities and, and friendships like attracts like. So the reason why starseeds have been so depressed is because they're not like anyone else. So once they realize they don't have to try to pretend to fit in anymore, they will allow themselves to start bringing to them other starseeds. Over the next few years, things are going to be changing a lot. Can you kind of describe for me what it's like not fitting in and being alone um, and being different. Well, see, and that's what's interesting is that everyone feels that at in some way. Everyone does. Mm. But for a star seed, it is on an entirely different level. Um, star seeds, for the most part, as a very young child, they will think that they were adopted. Hmm. Even if they look like their parents, they'll think that they were adopted. They have nothing in common with their family. They don't feel like where they are is home and they don't know where home is. They have this inner crying going on from a young child to go home to their family. And they know that these humans with them even if they don't, they're not thinking the term human, but they just know that my mom and my dad, you don't feel like I think a mom and dad should feel. There's no bond there with your parents, with your siblings. Uh, you always, well, for most of them, they usually know what is going to be said in a conversation before it's said. They, it's almost impossible to surprise a star seed, they always know what other people are thinking. They can always tell when someone's lying. They 
just cannot find a way to fit into the general population because everybody is always humans do not speak what is on their minds they say what they think they're supposed to say and for a star seed when we can feel what the other person is thinking the words coming out of their mouth and what we know that they're feeling are two completely different things and so we have a hard time trusting others at first growing up until you really wake up uh, because nothing makes sense. It's like, I know we're going to have a conversation about this. I know this person is going to be having that kind of reaction. Um, I don't trust any of these people over here. You feel so isolated because you know that you can't trust the people anywhere in your friend group, in your family, because you can tell the difference between their speech and what they're feeling and thinking. And that's not a skill that most humans have. They've learned to isolate that. So then the star seed knows that no one is being true. No one's being honest and has a very difficult time of trying to fit into a place that they does not feel like home, that they don't have a bond with people at all. And when it comes to learning information, they always, a, a starseed usually has not necessarily really good grades in school, but they know that if they needed to know the information, they would just somehow know the information. It would just somehow come to them. A star state just always has this knowingness. And whenever they would kind of feel out people around them, they would ask these questions as kids or, or growing up just to see if everyone else is feeling and thinking the same thing. They are, they learn very quickly that uh, no one else is experiencing or, or is thinking what they're, what they are. So they just learn to pretend they learn to um, become fake or to just isolate themselves from society because everything around them is fake. They can feel the difference. They know the difference. It, it's, it's, weird when you can always tell if the person you're talking to is speaking the truth or is not when you always know it's mm. bizarre mm. can you tell us what the ascension is and how do star seeds relate to the ascension it, and see the ascension is such a uh, big topic it, it's uh Probably the easiest way to describe it is we are all growing and learning and evolving over eons. Our, our consciousness is evolving mm -hmm. and growing and becoming m more um, aware of who we are. So it, it's a type of evolution. It, it really, it is evolution. So science has that aspect correct in the sense of, yes, we do evolve, but it, it's not in their way of necessarily it being. Um, it, evolution of consciousness is what the ascension process is. So, depending upon what category your consciousness is in, once it reaches a certain level, you then can ascend or graduate to the next level of consciousness. 
because everything has consciousness. It doesn't matter what it is. So where we are as humans, we started off from a very basic, low-level consciousness, grunting, caveman type of consciousness, not thinking about the meaning of life or anything, just pure survival instincts, growing and evolving to where we are now, which is contemplating the universe. What, what is my place in the universe? What, what am I? Who am I? And now that we have reached that level, we are at a point where we can now expand, graduate, ascend to the next level of consciousness. So that that's, and, and then you can add whatever types of labels and belief systems and descriptions on top of that. But basically we're just, the, the, the humans are at a certain point of their evolution, of their current consciousness level that they can't really go past anymore without changing and evolving to allow yet a new version of consciousness to take form. When do you think that will happen? We're in it now. We are, we've, we're in it now. Um, when did it start? So of, Again, that's kind of dependent upon a person's labels and definitions and and trying to keep all of, there's never a right or wrong answer to anything. It's always depending upon your point of view. Always. Everything is dependent upon your point of view. And since everyone's point of view is different, there's never going to be one right answer. So generally speaking here, um, we kind of sort of reached a point in our evolution, uh, basically around 2005, 2010, 2012, kind of in that area where our consciousness as a group reached kind of the point of no return. And so now we are evolving quickly and slowly at the same time into new physical forms that will allow our higher consciousness level. Our, our bodies are changing slowly but also quite quickly in the grand scheme of things. Like it's not taking um, a few lifetimes to change. We're, we're changing within a few, a couple decades here. So that's what a lot of people are calling ascension symptoms. Mm. So it, it there, we have already started. We are going through the process and the bodies are changing Um some people are changing faster than others. Some people are have made a unconscious choice not to change. So they won't be ascending because their evolution of their consciousness has not evolved to the point of being able to grow anymore, to grow the way they need to. So for those who have chosen to evolve, and grow yeah we're in it um and it's it's happening there'll be um a lot of changes occurring over uh, i would have to say you have about 20 years 25 years and of quite a few changes happening. And then there's going to be some big significant stuff happening right around the 25 year mark ish, give or take a few years. But I mean, in the 20, 
30, year 2035, 2032, somewhere in the 30s there, there's going to be some big, 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 big changes there. Do you watch Gaia TV or Gaia or Gaia.com? No, I, I saw. No, a, I, I know about it. A, a, there was a famous guy that was being interviewed on Gaia. And this one guy said, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing, that basically sentient has already started and there's some alien race in space that's doing something to the planet electromagnetically that it's blocking it and eventually they're going to stop or somehow they're going to stop them and once that does, boom, it's going to be like this massive change really quickly for everybody. What do you think about that? I would have to say... Again, depends upon your definitions, your labels, um, and your point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say a lot of that is accurate. Mm. Um, and then other parts of it, I would say it's accurate if I just kind of alter my labels and definitions a little bit. So there is whether or not you want to call it um, ETs that are doing it or just a vibrational level that's doing it, that either way, there's stuff that's happening that is um, blocking uh, things from occurring. And whether or not you think that's right or wrong it it depends upon how much knowledge one also has how much knowledge does one have of the um big picture because i know how much i have changed within the last 20 years and i could not fathom what my consciousness level would have been like if this big massive change occurred to me 20 years ago. I think I probably would have had a complete breakdown and and might have just died right then and there because not being able to handle the change that would occur. So having things blocking our evolution right now can be seen as harmful but also at the same time it's helping more people have a chance to evolve and wake up so they'll be able to handle all of it with more ease and grace so it's kind of do you want it to happen right now and wreak the havoc that could that could come with it occurring now if that energy wasn't there blocking or do you want it to allow it to block to make things a little bit easier of a transition Hmm. no right or wrong answer it it really is one of those (laughs) kinds of things so yeah, there, there's a lot of um, beings out there that are doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And depending upon your point of view, you'll see it as either a positive or a negative or both. So how are starseeds assisting with this? Well, the Earth um, got so dense and heavy back around in the in the 30s kind of right right before world war ii things got really heavy and intense because there was a, a very heavy energy a very low vibration energy that came into earth um you can call that a if you want to see it as a, a, a negative ET, a dark ET, you can call it that or just say it's a, a low vibration that came to Earth. 
And when that happened, it just, it, it basically just stopped any chance of earth of the humans um, evolving anymore. It just shut it down. Um, That energy brought with it knowledge that humans were not supposed to have at that point. It was used in a way that did not help humans. It was used in a way to uh, keep them stuck in this only wanting to uh, connect to their animalistic instincts which you cannot evolve if you just listen to your animal instincts. You just can't evolve. You're just stuck there. So the star seeds came in to help raise the vibration because they have not had any of those negative low vibrational experiences that the humans had. So when they came in, since the 1940s, they're coming in with this clean slate, basically. They have, they came in forgetting where they came from, but that's part of incarnating is, is you just have your mind wiped each and every time. So they took the chance of getting stuck with the rest of the humans, and a lot of them did. Mm-hmm. But the ones that were able to get themselves out of it, they started to remember and recognize what they're supposed to be doing. They're here to change the vibration just by living their lives as best as they can, as happy as they can, as doing what they need to, to cut out the the junk from their lives that does not serve them. So the star seeds were bringing in this positive energy that was changing the scales, balancing the scales um, of, of the energy of earth, and then getting to the point where it allowed the consciousness to start evolving again. Because like I said, it, it came to a complete standstill. No one could grow or learn anymore. And if anything, they, they were just kind of almost unevolving. So with the star seeds coming in, it changed that scale. It put more of the light back into the evolution. And it has now allowed people to start evolving again. And now with that, now we can have the actual ascension process, which we are in. Okay, makes sense. Would you say that most of the time that you see or connect with your past lives, is that through dreams? And if so, are you dreaming of like you as an alien being somewhere else on another planet? So for me, I have never been to Earth as a human before. This is my first time here. Right. So I don't have any memories whatsoever. However, um, so actually, I'll answer your question first, but I'll come back to that for a second. Uh, My meditations and my dreams, they are of my other lifetimes, Mm -hmm. my other um, fragments of my soul experiencing different things. So I I have many uh, very clear uh, tactile experiences that feel like they just occurred, seeing myself completely different and and feeling things different and just knowing that I'm there. And it, so it's a completely different experience. Um, but getting back to the memories of other lifetimes um, for a human, now, this is the one thing that I also didn't touch upon. Star seeds uh, are actually imprinted with memories of having human lifetimes. They are imprinted that it they're kind of given little snapshots of actual human memories from from other humans that have had different lives and, and 
different time periods. So that way, when the star seed incarnated, they would have a reference point. Because if you're coming in with absolutely nothing to refer back to in your cellular memory and in your feelings and instincts, then you're going to be completely lost. And this is one thing that uh, was really difficult for the first generation star seeds is that they weren't implanted with really good, clear, uh, fake memories of past lives. Yeah. Most star seeds, if they have had a past life regression, they will have things come up, but they'll be giving the the memories to the hypnotist um, who put them through the regression. And the even the the hypnotist will say, this is a little different than I'm normally used to because the full lifetime cannot be provided. They're just little snapshots, usually of only about three lifetimes. That's usually all the star seeds are given are just three various lifetimes and just snapshots of it. And so why? they have these memories, but but they're not real memories of them. Why are those memories implanted into them again? They need some. Our, our cells um, have a have a memory within them. It, it's called cellular memory, mm-hmm. and if you are going to a place for the very first time, if you had no cellular memory, no, no, even you can even think of it as muscle memory that knows what to instinctively do, you're going to be completely and totally lost. So for the star seeds that were incarnating for the very first time, prior to coming in, they were given these snapshots, these fake memories of real lifetimes from actual humans that they thought would be beneficial to them when they incarnated. There would be something that would help guide them. Mm-hmm. It, it would be their version of cellular memory as or, or muscle memory, if you want to think of it that way, to use as a reference point. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, I had one where uh, I had uh, I learned from the the memory that was implanted that you cannot take things if you need them. I so I could have been taught that by my parents, but I have that memory inside of me that you if you need something you cannot take it because in in my uh, past life regression that I did it was my my uh, my hand got chopped off and then and then I was killed for taking some bread because I was a starving child in, in this memory but that was implanted in me so I know you can't do that here in this world in this experience I had that deep feeling that that fear in implanted into my cells that you if you take something something bad will happen to you. Hmm. So it helps you to understand the world that you're incarnating into. Okay, that's interesting. All right, so you have a YouTube channel. What do you post hmm. on your YouTube channel? What kind of videos do you post there? Primarily Right now, it's uh, primarily just channelings. I have one uh, group consciousness that I channel when I go into meditation. It is, uh, they call themselves Da'el. And it is, or it was originally the Arcturian Council of Twelve. That's originally who I connected with. Mm -hmm. Then I connected with the Pleiadian High Council of Light. And then they provide different information, but then they became a collective in the way that they were able to give me information. So the videos that I post are their teachings, their ways of helping 
us learn and expand our consciousness. Sometimes I put up videos um, asking people to let me know what your questions are, and then I'll go on and do a QA and a uh, with just me. But for the most part, I have asked the the all of my subscribers, what do you, you want to see? And almost everyone on who have subscribed, they are old souls or star seeds or just newly awakening humans that don't know what's going on, but they know something is weird. Mm-hmm. So we as a community have gone together and we just talk and for the most part, they just, they want to connect to love and light that is higher than them, that is giving them feelings of hope and joy and making them understand what's going on. So that's the kind of stuff that that I post or, or there, those channelings from them. Are you doing those channelings live or are you recording them and then posting them later? I record them and then post them later. I, in the summertime, I do them live. It, it's just, there's, I'm in the Rocky Mountains and it's cold and dark in the winter. And I sometimes have a difficult time connecting when I am cold. <laughs> just summertime, I have no problems. I can like flip a switch and just start channeling right then and there. So I just turn on the the computer and I can just do a live recording. But in the wintertime, I have to make sure I'm warm enough. I have enough blankets, heaters, and and I'm toasty. So it's a little bit more of a process in the the wintertime. So right now I'm doing the recordings and then posting later. So in the channelings, are you just kind of blocking out your consciousness and letting another being kind of take over your body and speak through you? No. Um, I, I can do that if I want to, but I have found that I don't enjoy that as much because then I have no idea what the information was that came through. I would have to completely play it back to know what was going on. And I kind of like having an awake consciousness. So it's kind of like um, when you are first waking up and you are aware that you are in the morning and, and you're coming out of your dream state and you're aware of what's going on, but if you talk, do you know that you're talking, but you can't quite remember clearly what you're saying? That's the state that I'm in, is that I, I kind of know what I'm saying, what's happening, because the information is coming through, and I can kind of think about it, but not to the point where I am uh, editing it. I don't edit myself. I just allow it to come through, but I'm conscious enough to know what's coming through. I think that would be interesting to watch you in a video and see what it's like. I didn't even ask, what is the name of your YouTube channel? I think it's just Karen Quinnell. I'll put a link to your channel (laughs) in the description. So people should be able to If you wouldn't mind. Yes, please. All right. I think it's just my name. Do you have any projects or anything going on in your life that you'd like us to know about? Oh my goodness. There is so much that I'm working on right now. Um, (laughs) There is so much information that I am channeling. I am having an incredibly, um, I don't want to say challenging because it's not challenging. It's just uh, there are so many different projects that they are giving me information on all the time. Um, I I am in the process of um, there's three books that I am in the middle of. Uh, 
two courses that I've already finished one recently and I'm almost done another course and working on a third course. All of the information that I do, uh, it's not from me as a person. Everything I do is guided, inspired, channeled information. I, I'm not going to take credit for anything. It, it's not my knowledge. It's not my consciousness. It's, it's coming from infinite intelligence of the universe. So there is always information coming in. They are waking me up in the middle of the night. I'm trying to get information out there. Um, there there's just so much... Over the next few years, there is so much that is going to be coming out for people. N- not from me, but people are going to be learning about over the next few years. And so the the love light beings that I channel, there is so much information that they are wanting me to get out there to help people understand what is going on. Because there is a lot going on. Hmm. A lot. (laughs) All right. Well, before we wrap it up, do you have one last message for the audience? Question everything that is going on, but from a standpoint of love and allowing. Everyone has a reason for doing what they are doing. And you don't know what that reason is. And depending upon one's point of view is going to determine how you're going to perceive it. And just because you see it one way does not make it right or wrong. It just makes it it. So whatever you see, whatever you hear, know that there is no right way of seeing it, no wrong way of seeing it, because you will never know all of the information that is there. So all you can do is just listen to it, see it, hear it, either enjoy it and live with it or reject it and ignore it you don't have to interact with things that you don't like Hmm. just ignore it and allow it to be because you don't understand nor should you always understand what it is that is going on we on the human level only know about what a kindergartner will know about quantum physics. We know so little. So all we can do is just live from the heart in a way that makes us happy and ignore what doesn't feel right. Don't have to stop it. Just ignore it. Thank you for that message. Karen, you have a terrific way of breaking these things down and explaining it to us and making it easy to understand. So I appreciate you for coming on and I'm thankful that you're here and I wish you the best. And when your book is out, please let me know so we can have you come back and talk about your new book. Oh, thank you. I would love to come back anytime. Mm -hmm. I definitely will let you know. Great. All right. Well, thanks again and have a great evening. Thank you. You too. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Enjoyed it immense. All right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.